Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. This week's Huddle Up Podcast with Jim and Dave here on NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Visit the site for all of these shows, all the written content, and much, much more. Go to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app and search NGSC for all of the shows, including this one, across the NGSC Sports Radio Network. You can podcast our show directly by searching Huddle Up Podcast in all of your podcast stores, be it on iTunes or Android. We're also streaming online daily at leapsports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B sports.com. So make sure you check that out and all the great shows over there. You can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast. Make sure you tell everyone about that. Uh, you can follow me at big Jim sports. Dave is at D Gerhart. That is G E R H A R T zero two four. He is on Twitter there. So make sure you're following us so you don't miss anything. And uh, we do apologize for missing the show the last few weeks. Life has gotten pretty crazy over here, but we are glad to be back. And uh, let's get Dave in here, and we're going to get this thing rolling right away. Dave, how's it going, buddy? Doing well, Big Jim. Uh, glad to be back. It's been a uh, been a long two-week break, uh, but happy to be back and talking some ball tonight with you. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, this Thanksgiving week, so we uh, we fat guys are especially happy as uh, <laughs> just a few uh, hours away now. We'll be uh, we'll be gorging on some turkey and whatnot, and enjoying football as uh, as we love to do. Uh, we're recording this for everyone that knows, and we'll obviously get into that more when we talk about uh, the week eleven head to head pick'em. But we're actually recording this on Monday night during. Monday night football, so we won't have our full results for Week 11 of the NFL. Uh, this show, uh, we will uh, we'll recap all of that um, when we uh, when we are back live next week, and we, we do uh, hope everyone has a good and safe uh, Thanksgiving and, and holiday weekend. So uh, please, uh, you know, make sure make sure that you're staying safe out there and enjoy all of that. So, Dave. Um, before we get into the head-to-head pick and where we're at with college football, uh, just kind of want to bring everything together because it has been a few weeks. Uh, it's been a pretty chaotic few weeks uh, in college football. Um, obviously, the new playoff rankings won't be out 
uh, until tomorrow night. I don't expect there to be a huge change uh, from a week ago. Um, but uh, looking at the AP and the coaches poll uh, for this week, um, they, they are fairly similar. The top four uh, almost identical. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson are in the top four in each. Uh, obviously, the big showdown, which we will talk about uh, in Columbus this coming Saturday. But you know, w- l- looking over this, I-, I just think that that the 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 chaos reigns supreme, uh, as we kind of hoped a couple weeks back, uh, seems to kind of be coming to fruition. There is only two undefeated teams in college football. One is Alabama. The other is Western Michigan, who's sitting uh, at 14th and 18th uh, in the AP and coaches poll respectively. Um, but otherwise you have, you have a few teams at 10 and one, you have more at nine and two. Um, and I mean, really this thing has, has a, has a pretty, uh, pretty good chance. I think of getting chaotic and wild, uh, even over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, Jim, I think it's something uh, that we definitely wish for. And uh, to be honest, I don't know that either of us thought it could get this chaotic this quick, but uh, the, the sports enthusiast in me uh, really hopes for some uh, mayhem, to say the least, this coming weekend. I mean, I don't have rankings or anything in front of me. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll admit that I'm a little unprepared tonight, so you won't have as many uh, weird Davisms as normal, but I'll do what I can. But how would it be? I mean, to me, the only team that's guaranteed in the uh, playoffs is Alabama. They lose their they lose their last two, and I still think they're in. Um, my opinion, again, who knows how much that's worth, but uh, I think Alabama is the only team that's guaranteed in. Um, I think the loser or the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game is in as well. Um, I, I think that that the only way that they don't get in is if Penn State creates havoc by um, by losing. And then whoever wins the Michigan-Ohio State game is obviously the, the rep in the side of the division. And then if they were to lose the championship game, they might not get in that way. Um, so as far a championship game could actually hurt these two. But uh, I think those are two that are guaranteed. As far as the rest of it, I think it's really all up in the air. Um, I, I, what, what do you do if you have, um, say, Michigan beats Ohio State, Penn State loses, Michigan goes to the title game, and plays Nebraska because Wisconsin loses to whoever they're playing, which I have it written down and, of course, can't find it. But uh, that would put Iowa or uh, Nebraska in the other side of the bracket. And if assuming that they beat Iowa, what happens if they come out and they beat Michigan or Ohio State? That completely throws a wrench in things as well. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's really no, like, guarantees, uh, like you said, besides Alabama. Um I mean, I don't know. I don't know a scenario where, I mean, I mean that'd be that'd be a pretty big leap for Nebraska. I mean, they're they're sitting, um, you know, seventeen in the AP, fifteen in the coaches. I I don't have. Uh, let me see if I can pull up last week's playoff ranking and 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 get a little bit. They were they were eighteenth last week in the playoff rankings, and I know that that I mean you you know you would be in a scenario where you would have defeated Michigan, um, who if they win this week and get to the Big Ten title game would be number two. I just don't know if if that's a big enough win to launch you. I mean, I think one thing that the that the playoff was designed to eliminate 
is kind of the automatic bid, if you will. And I think that'd almost be what you would be granting Nebraska if if they if they would find a way in, in this scenario to to beat Michigan. So I just don't know if you can automatically put them in. I think it you know it depends on on what happens. I mean, and I mean it, it just this weekend's obviously obviously going to tell us a lot um, and and narrow down uh, what we can expect. Uh, you know, coming out of conference championship weekend, have a little bit of a better idea. I think that the clouds are going to, uh, you know, burn off a little bit uh, after this weekend as, uh, you know, a lot of things will shake out. And we'll obviously talk about that uh, a little bit more in depth as we run down the uh, the top 25 slate for this weekend. Uh, just a, a little bit of news. Um, the, the heavy rumors, surprise to no one, uh, Charlie Strong looks like he will be uh, gone from Texas uh, after this weekend's game, uh, and I guess um, you know he he had a uh, press conference today that just kind of said that their focus is on uh, this weekend's game. Um, no surprise here. It's it's a shame. I think he is a good guy. I think he is a good coach. Um, but you know we have seen this before, um, and and we'll see it again where where these. These programs, they want to win and they want to win now, especially when uh, rivals and, and schools around them are, are, you know, winning and rising to prominence a lot quicker than they are. Uh, so Charlie Strong, unfortunately, is um, looks to be a, a victim of that. Uh, and, and I'm not going to go into any detail about Notre Dame. I, I put up a post on the page, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast with, with my thoughts on Brian Kelly uh, and Notre Dame um, and, and that situation, which as of now is still Brian Kelly will be the coach next year. Um, I, I think that that will probably change after this weekend. Uh, but it, it's just it's it's the nature of college football. There will be more coaches that will likely um, meet their fate uh, after this weekend's games. Yeah, Jim, I uh, just want to kind of throw an interesting question out there. I know we didn't talk a lot before the show, so I'm going to throw you on your toes a little bit here. All right. But um, how, how do you see the college football ranking in your eyes? Um, like and my, my, my question being, is it based on resume? Is it based on how the team is playing now? Um, who they've beaten, their strength of schedule, all this? Because, I mean, you, you, to, to me, the team that stands out right now, um, you have this USC team. I think they're ranked 14th right now. 13th, probably going to go up a little bit. But uh, you could make a darn good case for them that they're one of the top teams in the country right now. They started off slow with a uh, trouncing by Alabama in the opening week. Um, but after that, I mean, they lost to Utah on national TV on a Thursday night. Uh, Utah went down the field in like 120 seconds and uh, won the game. But they were in that game, and I'm not sure if they have another loss or not off the top of my head. Uh, Stanford. They, are, uh, they lost to Stanford. They lost three out of their first four. They lost to Alabama, Stanford, who at that time was ranked seventh. We know that has changed. And Utah. Definitely. But, I mean, I, I look at how they're playing right now, and – um, I don't know that there is three other teams in the country that would be playing better than them right now. Again, I don't know. I don't think there's any way that they uh, they get up into the rankings, in my opinion. But I don't know that there is any team playing better than them, aside from maybe Alabama. Um, so just kind of getting your thoughts on that. And uh, again, this Western Michigan team, I think they're 21st in the previous rankings, but they haven't. Pl- I know your theory on that. Uh, non-conference or weaker power five, whatever you want to call them conferences. But uh, this team has done what they've had to and taken care of the business. Uh, I, I really like this team. 
No, they they certainly have, and and I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to discredit them uh, for for you know playing as good as they have, uh, but you know, I I just I don't see a team like them getting into a top four scenario. As as for how I kind of look at my rankings, I think it, it it's kind of a, a a full big picture thing. I mean, I think how you're playing now should play into it. Um, obviously, wins and losses. Uh, but I I do agree with you on one thing that I think USC uh, is probably playing as good a football as, as anybody in the country, um, which, which will probably spell the 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 nail in the the final nail in the coffin of Brian tenure Brian Kelly's tenure at Notre Dame. Um, but pulling up the the Pac-12 standings, Dave, the the interesting thing I'm looking at here is uh, you know Colorado is uh, nine and two overall. They're seven and one in the conference. Uh, and USC is one behind them in the South Division, seven and two in the conference, eight and eight and three overall. Um, things can get I, I, things are going to get a little weird here because uh, Colorado plays Utah this weekend, who is currently ranked above USC but below Colorado. But Utah is five and three in the conference, eight and three overall. So if if, if I'm looking at this correctly. And I and let me let me give me a chance here. I'm pulling up USC's schedule now. Uh, USC beat Colorado, twenty-one seventeen. That's correct. Um, so I, if if I am correct, and 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 I'm sure that uh, you can tweet at me at Big Jim Sports. Uh, you can post, uh, you know, comment on the the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Huddle Up Podcast. But if USC and in all likelihood will beat Notre Dame this weekend. Utah beats Colorado. I think USC will win their division and would go on to face uh, the winner of the of the Apple Cup over uh, Washington, Washington State. As uh, and and that's the crazy thing too. Washington State seven to one in the conference. So is Washington. Um, so the winner of that would face USC in this scenario. And if it is Washington and US, if you're USC, you have to be pulling for Washington big time. Uh, in this game, and I think Washington will probably win. Although I, you can't sleep on Washington State, but I think there's, a, I think there is a chance here um, that USC could, if they win big enough, uh, because I think there wins. And 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 this game, regardless of the the records, um, Carson Palmer, Matt Leiner, uh, the, the, there's been plenty of guys in this Notre Dame-USC rivalry for USC in recent years that have solidified Heisman trophies. UFC, USC has uh, solidified their stance in in the BCS. I know it's, it's not the BCS anymore, but th- th- there's a lot of stock in this rivalry. So I think USC is going to completely trounce Notre Dame. That's good for them. Uh, you know, if Washington wins, if USC can get a big win in the Pac-12 title game, um, I, I actually do, Dave, see a scenario where USC could get into this top four because Ohio State or Michigan, one of them is going to be out. Um, I think what Wisconsin would probably be, uh, Wisconsin or the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, whoever whoever loses the Big Ten championship, they will be out of the top ten. Um. There's going to be teams above them that fall. So, um, I mean, it, it would be kind of a chaotic scenario, but uh, there is a possibility, in my opinion, that USC gets into the college football playoff. Um, and 
that is the perfect kind of uh, you know argument for for why there should be a playoff and why there should have always been a playoff because you're looking at a team that stumbled out of the gate, they made a change at, at the quarterback position, and now they're playing some of the best football in college football. And if they get in, I mean, it would probably be at number four. You're going to be playing Alabama. That should be your national title game, at least as of right now, in terms of way teams are playing. But you know, USC is a dangerous team. They are. They, 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 and and there's no denying that. Um, I mean, they, they are set up this weekend for success. So that I will say that. But I, I agree with you. I think USC is playing tremendous football right now. It'll just be interesting to see how things play out. I mean. Uh... It's just going to be an interesting week of football, to say the least. There, there's a lot that can go on that can really shape, um, really shape how everything's going to going to shape up here. Um, I mean, you have you have a couple of real good games uh, spread out through the weekend, and um, I mean, you, one not to snooze on, Jim, is you have a, I believe you have Oklahoma Oklahoma State next weekend since there isn't a Big Twelve title game. Right. Yeah. So there there's lots of things that can happen, and one of those teams will go down. So, um, you know, the chaos, there has been chaotic weeks. One of the, one of the weeks we haven't been on the air, what was, that was the one where what five out of the five or six out of the top 10 teams had lost. So there's this college football season has, has been full of surprises, full of fun. And I don't think it's over yet. Uh, before we get to the pickums, we, we had two, uh, questions. We put it out there, um, for people to, uh, see if there's anything we can cover. Uh, Darren asked, uh, about the U S soccer coach. Um, I know the U S soccer coach got fired today. Uh, that that's about all I know, Darren. I apologize. Uh, soccer is not my forte. Uh, and, uh, so Clint Klins, Klingsman Klinsman, is that the guy's name got fired? Uh, in terms of who he could be replaced by no idea. Uh, so, um, I apologize, Darren, if you're, if you're looking for more in-depth coverage on that, 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 uh, not really in our wheelhouse, and and Dave, our, our old pal Chris, uh, says, "How does well, it?" I'll touch on the soccer. I'll touch on the soccer real quick. Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't really know much about soccer, but I know I'd be better at it than you because I've seen you run. So I'll, I'll take a shot at this one. <laughs> um, the the only thing that I know is that the last two games I've seen more um, coverage on the men's national team, aside from a World Cup, uh, on Facebook as far as complaining about the coach and everything else, but I think we got beat in the last game, and I don't know the score, so this could be way off, but I think we got beat like 4-1, to 5-1, to one or something like that, and I think it was Costa Rica. Um, so it was something, it might be like the Dominican Republic or someone like that, but it was someone uh, completely that shouldn't even be in the same league as us. So uh, I, I definitely, uh, it, it seems like from what I've heard, and again, I don't have the soccer analogy either, self-admittedly, but uh, from what I've heard, it sounds like he lost the locker room and the team, so uh, when that happens, uh, it's definitely time to make a move. So uh, hopefully uh, they're making a move at the right time and uh, enough time to get the, the new system, the new players in place prior to the uh, big tournament. All right, there you go. Actually, a little bit of soccer coverage here on the Huddle Up podcast. And then, Dave, our pal Chris asks us, how does it feel to see your Panthers shit the bed this season? Can they make a? Uh, can they save a division run? Wow, that's a bit harsh. Um, I thought we were talking about college at the moment. Well, I just I want I wanted I didn't want to forget these questions and the the loyal listeners of this show are just dying to uh to uh, to make sure they get their questions on. So I did not want to forget them. 
Well, I'm sure I'm sure you helped Chris write that question too. <laughs> um, but honest honest opinion, I don't think the Panthers have much of a chance this year. Um, Luke being hurt on on Thursday night um, absolutely devastates them. Um, I believe their ba- their backup uh, middle linebacker is also suffering from a concussion. So I'm really really interested to see what we do next uh, this coming week in Oakland. Um, I I. The, the the biggest difference in the in the uh, in the Panthers this year from last year, and I, we've touched on it a couple weeks before, um, but our inability at the moment to get pressure on the quarterback is exposing our defense. Um, yeah, we lost Josh Norman. Yeah, our cornerbacks are young, but uh, in all honesty, it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter who's covering if you're getting to the quarterback in under two seconds. Uh, you and I could be fairly effective as cornerbacks if that kind of pressure is put on the front line. Jam them at the line of scrimmage, and by the time they get free of you, the uh, quarterback's down. So the uh, they're, they're not getting the pressure this year, and they're not doing a real good job at protecting Cam, which is a uh, a uh, two-headed monster there, to say the least. But uh, our line play has been very subjective, uh, and it's definitely hurting us. I mean, we're only two games out of the division, and it's about that time of year where Atlanta seems to, to slip up every year. So uh, who knows, but I would be absolutely shocked if uh, in two weeks, three weeks, we're still in the playoff conversation. So uh, what are your thoughts on that one? But uh, one thing I will add before we hop off the Panthers train is I will thoroughly miss not having my Panthers play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving like it was last year. You could tell Chris that one too, because I'm sure he remembers that game. Um, I think all of Cowboys Nation uh, remembers that game and uh, the moment we realized that nothing is going to be better this year. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, David. And it, and it, and it sucks. I mean, I, I watching the, the injury to Luke last week was, um, it, it was, I mean, it was, it was sickening. It was scary. I mean, any, any number of adjectives to describe it, it was, um, one of the, one of the scarier moments I, I can remember watching, um, watching the NFL it was you know it, you didn't really know what was happening but seeing a guy really grasping for air and uh you know tears in his eyes and, and it's 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 you know that that's that's something the NFL um you know never once but I think people that absorb the the uh absorb the product and absorb it in the in the sense and, and, and they keep saying that you know the, I'm talking to the people that that kind of badmouth this, you know, pussification of the NFL. Look at a play like that. Look at the aftermath of that, and um, and, and tell me again why it's so bad that they're trying to make the game safer. I know that's not what this show is about, but it was just, um, you know, kind of something that was on my mind. But no, I I think the the, the Panthers, you know, despite, um, you know, the the division not necessarily being uh, the strongest. I, I don't I don't really f- see them, uh, you know, putting putting the pieces together to to make a playoff run. So uh, you know we will be safe. Uh, our our Chris our our Cowboys will be safe from that, and we'll be safe from the Panthers at least uh, on Thanksgiving. But we will talk about obviously the uh, the NFL slate this weekend in the uh, in the second half of the show. So Dave, yeah, um, definitely, and I. I think the other thing, Jim, is I, as a Panthers fan, I hope they shut down Luke the rest of the year. I think the season is lost. Yeah, oh I think we're God. absolutely foolish if we try and bring him back. Uh, he is way too crucial for the success going forward. To uh, given this is his second major concussion from everything I'm hearing, he's way too crucial to uh, 
to see the field again this year, and that's going to absolutely kill him. But long term, that's the yeah. right move. Oh, absolutely. Going into week twelve, I mean, there's, you know, there there comes a point where you you just you have to err on on the side of not only caution but intelligence and, and common sense. So I agree with you. They 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 should they should come out and just shut him down now and 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 kind of take take the question the dispute all of that off the table and just say look in the interest of the you know the the future of the player not only on the field but but post football um and 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 for you know the future of the franchise just you know just yeah just shut it down so again thank you uh to those who got questions in i i'm you know i'll, I'll keep checking uh twitter as we continue to record this show uh to see if any more come trickling in so dave uh, let's get a recap. I know it, it's been a few weeks since we've all been together, so get a recap of college football, and then let's let's go through the Saturday slate or the weekend slate. I guess we'll I give, should say we'll give a uh, quick recap here. Uh, we are now twelve weeks completed. Um, Jim, I have to congratulate you. Um, week eleven, I think, was the first week that you beat me all year. I think we tied a week or two, but I think it was your first outright winner, which is the whole reason that we canceled the show because I couldn't face it. <laughs> Um, but week, week 11, uh, looks like you went 15 and eight. I went 14 and nine. So you picked up a game, um, week 12, uh, I was 17 and five, you were 15 and seven. So overall in the last two weeks, I picked up a game, um, overall for the year, I am 182, 53, uh, 77.4% and you're 164 and 71 for 69.7%. All right. So you're hitting it, you're hitting it just under 70% and getting slaughtered. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Sorry. It happens. We'll, so, we'll, moving on. I'll feel better when we talk about the NFL. I got to give you one nugget or we won't be doing this <laughs> show again next year. So moving on to the uh, to the college ranks this week. And again, uh, I, I want to reiterate what you said at the beginning of the show. We are taping this on – well, not taping because no one wants to see us on camera. But we are recording this on uh, Monday night. Uh, we are using the previous week's rankings – uh, because we do not have new rankings at this time. So, uh, again, these are subject to change and subject to new information uh, since kickoff's a couple days away. Um, first games on Thursday night, uh, number 16 LSU is at number 25 Texas A&M. Uh, Thanksgiving night game. Um, I'm going to take LSU on the sheer fact that I think Texas A&M's heading in the wrong direction, uh, and I like the way LSU's defense is playing, but this is one that uh, this is one that really could go either way. Yeah, no, I like LSU as well. I, I think Ed Orgeron has that team uh, kind of refocused and, and moving in the right direction. Texas A&M uh, looks like they're kind of going through a little bit of a tailspin. So uh, Thanksgiving night, I actually didn't realize that at first that there was a Thanksgiving night college game. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And uh, I'll go LSU as well. Excellent. Uh, moving on to Friday then, the, uh, the Apple Cup, uh, as you mentioned, uh, currently ranked number six. Washington is at number 22, Washington State. Um, this is one that is a very interesting game to me because it is a rivalry game. Both teams are good this year, and as your rival, Washington State would like nothing more than to win the, the Pac-12 Pac division, whichever one it is, and knock out their in-state rival from going onward to uh, potentially even the college football playoff. Uh, many say Washington's in a driver's seat, and if they win out, they're in the playoff. Uh, that remains to be seen, but uh, number six, Washington, and number 22, Washington State. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset here and take Washington State. 
Okay. No, I'm going to go Washington. I think, um, you know, after the loss a couple weeks back, uh, I think they're refocused. They they know that uh, – I think they, they, they do kind of control their own fate here. If they win out, I, I do believe uh, based on, you know, what's in front of them uh, in the polls that, that they will get in. So I, I think that's enough for them to focus and, and get through what will be a tricky rivalry game. I, I think it should be a close one. Uh, Washington State, especially being at home, uh, this has uh, has the the potential uh, to to see an upset. But I think Washington uh, will will use the possibility of a playoff as enough momentum to get the victory. Can you? I, I just we're going to break away from the the picks for a second. But can you believe? Since you mentioned it, can you believe how many teams control their own destiny in the college football? Oh, playoff? It's, it's nuts! It's it's nuts! It really is. I mean, it, you're talking. Um, you know, teams, what, seven, eight, maybe nine teams, uh, you know, theoretically can control their own fate. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It really is. And I mean, it, it, it's, it makes it exciting. Definitely. Um, next game, then, going back to our picks, uh, you have number 20, Boise State at Air Force. Uh, I'm taking Boise State. Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos. Number 18, Nebraska at Iowa. Uh, game is not lined at the moment uh, due to Nebraska's quarterback questions. Uh, I'd love to pick Iowa here. I think Nebraska's overrated, but I think Iowa's had their signature win this year. So I'm going with number 18, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one being in Iowa um, kind of makes me want to lean that way. I, I do I do kind of think you're right, though. They, they got their uh, big win in, in a big moment. I don't think Nebraska's all that good. Um, you know, what the hell, uh, we're, we're, we're getting to that point where I, I need to make up ground and make it up fast. So if I'm leaning, uh, uh in the, in the way against you, I'm probably going to go that way. So I'm going to go Iowa. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, you got a lot of ground to make up. Uh, luckily we said at the beginning of the year that the, uh, conference championship games would be worth two points. You have a chance, but, uh, I'm not going to go that far yet. So I don't want to get ahead <laughs> of myself because. So you might be mathematically eliminated by next week, sir. Uh, uh, it certainly on, could Toledo be. <laughs> at number 21, Western Michigan, before you can get a comeback into that. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Western Michigan to remain undefeated. Yeah. I, not to sleep on this Toledo team. This is a good Toledo team. I, I'm going to go with uh, with Western Michigan as well. Uh, Kentucky, moving on to Saturday's games then. Uh, Kentucky at number five, Louisville. Uh, formerly number five, Louisville, I may add. Um, they're favored by 25 points, but uh, I don't know that Louisville, quite frankly, gives a rat's rear about this this game now. Uh, their season was crushed. Uh, if they were playing anyone that had a a clue about football, um, I would consider taking them. But uh, Kentucky's a basketball school, so uh, I'm I'm going reluctantly with Louisville. Yeah, it's it's crazy though that a couple weeks back there there was uh, there was a night where if Kentucky had I forget who they would have had to upset. They would have been sitting atop of their division, but uh, that seems to be well even out of the rearview mirror at this point. I'm going to go Louisville. I say the only reason it means anything to anyone on that team is because I think Lamar Jackson, by default, uh, could probably still be your, your Heisman Trophy winner. Definitely. I'm in agreement with that. So on to the game that I think we're both most looking forward to this weekend. Well, you for sure. Me, I don't know yet. Um, number three, Michigan at number two, Ohio State. Uh, current line has Ohio State favored uh, by six and a half. 
Um, basically, this tells me that if these teams were on a neutral field, that this game would be within a field goal. Uh, probably pretty close to a pick. Uh, Ohio State would probably be about a point, point and a half favorite. Um, these two teams are pretty even. Um, both teams survived scares last weekend, to say the least. Um, the, the, the key to this game for me is how well Michigan can get pressure on Ohio State. Um, when Penn State beat Ohio State, uh, granted, we both agree it was kind of fluky, but uh, when they beat Penn or Ohio State, Penn State was able to get pressure on the quarterback and expose Ohio State's weak offensive line. Um, if Michigan is going to win this game, they have to do that. Uh, no questions about it. Uh, they have to do that. Um, I have concerns with Michigan being able to score on Ohio State. It's pretty good defense, uh, really underrated, and gets a lot of turnovers, and especially if uh, Michigan's quarterback is still out. Uh, you have an inexperienced quarterback coming in uh, with a defense that is incredible at turning the ball over this year. So I am going to go with Ohio State on the sheer fact of Michigan's defense, Michigan's quarterback against Ohio State's defense. But if Michigan's able to get the pressure on Ohio State, watch out. Um, but I think Ohio State's going to win this game by two touchdowns. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that, regardless of who wins. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that the, the, the key for Michigan is getting the pressure, and I think they will do that uh, all year. Um, you know, you, you look at – so many people look at the, the scores in Ohio State's games, and they forget that, that many times into the second quarter, into the third quarter, nearing the fourth quarter, um, you know, that their games were close. And if they if they flirt with that this week, I think that they are flirting with disaster. Um, Ohio State has looked suspect many times, uh, obviously including what, what was a bit of a fluky uh, loss at Penn State. Uh, Ohio State has an advantage of being at home. I'm not I'm not going to pretend that it's not an advantage. Um, but let's be honest. You know, I know a lot of people. Um, listener of the show, Mitch, I hope he catches this show. He and I have had some fun with each other this week. Um, a lot of people, they, they, they look at what happened last year in Ann Arbor. These two teams are very different than the two teams that met last year in Ann Arbor. I mean, how many first round and second round picks did Ohio state lose from last year to this year? Um, you know, the, one of the, if not the best running backs in college football, uh, one of the, if not the best, defensive player in college football. I mean, there was a lot of talent on that Ohio State team. I know for a fact because I sat at Arugas in Lancaster and watched them uh, stomp Notre Dame through the ground in a bowl game last year. I, I, I sat and watched that entire thing, uh, much to my own dismay. Thank God the alcohol was cold and came quick. Um, these two teams are very different. Uh, Michigan not only needs to control with their defense, the line of scrimmage, they need to do it on offense because I think that the Michigan defense will force turnovers. I think the Michigan defense may score some points off of those turnovers. They also need to control the clock and, and run the ball. They struggled to run the ball this past week against Indiana. That was, that was an alarming, um, that was an alarming thing for me to see. Uh, especially when you know when you had a quarterback that you couldn't really rely on. There's still questions of whether or not Spate will be playing. I don't think he will be. Um, the reports of a broken collarbone are true, but 
He was in uniform. He was throwing last week. It was his. It's his non-throwing shoulder that is injured. I think Harbaugh is keeping a lot of pe- people guessing. I also think the the play of Michigan. I don't want to say the, the the play at Iowa, but this past weekend, I think part of it too is they're not trying to show too much and give too much away for Ohio State. That's my opinion. I am picking Michigan to win this. There's no surprise if you see me. I think Michigan. This year is the better team, not by a lot, but I think they are because I think Ohio State is, and and this is what's scary because they're sitting at number two. Um, Ohio State, I think, is like a year away from being really, really good. So um, I I think Michigan wins. I think it's close, Um, but I think this, and and this one could be one of those ones where where it could be like nine to six. Or it could also be like thirty-eight, thirty-five. Um, it, I think it could go one of two ways, uh, but but I think it's going to be close. But I think Michigan's going to pull out the win and um, and, and solidify their spot in the Big Ten title game. I think that's a very good uh, analysis there, and I think it's a a very true one. Uh, I, I I wish that uh, Michigan's quarterback was healthy because I think this would be a really good game with him healthy. I think these two teams are very similar and both the strengths are there and the weaknesses are there and they match mm-hmm. up well against each other. So it'll be interesting to see. I agree. Yeah. Um, next game, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, it might be the final time this year, Jim. So we might need to have a, a, a second or two of silence for it, but uh, it might be the last game involving Notre Dame that we picked this year. <laughs> it, it will be, I'll, I'll say that it will be. Okay, I just wanted you to say it, not me. <laughs> Notre Dame at number 13, USC. Uh, I'm all over USC. Uh, I'm all over USC as well. Something I said I would never do on this show was pick against Notre Dame, but there's, there's, I have zero faith uh, that, that Notre Dame stands a chance this weekend. Zero. I, I it, This thing has fallen apart um, beyond what I could even comprehend. So, yeah, USC... They they might win by forty. I'm not even kidding. It, it's gonna be ugly. Definitely. So moving on, uh, actually a game I'm going to this week. Um, Michigan State at Penn State. Uh, this is gonna be a very interesting game, in the sheer fact that if Ohio State beats Michigan, all Penn State has to do is beat Michigan State, and they are in the title game. I know you're picking Michigan State because you have a bias against Penn State. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to the game, and I'm, of course, picking Penn State. Um, so there, there's uh, – I think the line is about 13 at the moment, which to me actually seems a little high. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of nerves within Penn State coming out in this game, especially if Ohio State uh, is able to beat Michigan. I mean, this is a huge, huge game for Penn State. You can't underscore that enough, uh, given everything the university has gone through the past 10 years or so. Um, this is an absolutely huge game that uh, they they really, really need. Um, I, I don't want to go out on a limb and say put the program back on the map, but this is a huge, uh, huge game for recruiting and everything else. Um, I, I do think Penn State is a little overrated this year, um, but they, they have been getting the job done recently. Um, and it would be interesting to see how they stack up against some of the other teams. Uh, but I think Penn State wins wins this one by about uh, seven to ten points, and uh, Michigan State would stay within inside the numbers. My prediction. 
Yes, I am picking Michigan State. This is why I'm picking Michigan State. I think that uh, Penn State's going to be doing some scoreboard watching. I think they're going to make, you know, if if Ohio State wins. Now, obviously, based on my prediction, uh, Ohio State is not winning. But um, I, I think that there, there's going to be a lot of nervous energy in that stadium. Um, and, and people forget that I know that this season has been absolutely horrid for Michigan State. Uh, and I say that respectfully because Michigan State beat Notre Dame pretty bad. <laughs> but um, uh, Michigan State is a talented football team. There is talent on that team. There is talent uh, on their coaching staff. Um, you know, they they were, you know, I know people disagree with the, the two-point conversion attempt uh, with like four minutes left last week against Mich- against Ohio State. Uh, I agree with it. What what the hell did they have to lose? Nothing. They had nothing to lose at that point. So what the hell? Go for it. Um, Michigan State is a talented football team. This is a rivalry. This is a game that Michigan State would absolutely love to have to to be able to to ruin Penn State season. Um, so I, I think Penn State, you know, at the start of this game, regardless of what happens in the Michigan-Ohio State game, that they're going to be, I think, a little distracted. I think Michigan State's going to be able to capitalize on that. And um, and I think I think they pick up a close win here. Um, if nothing else, it's a hope for me to pick up another game on you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's uh, one thing I didn't mention there is that Penn State has some offensive line issues at the moment uh, with injuries. So I do, I do agree with what you said. That I, think, uh, I think there is a very, very strong play uh, – if you're interested in getting down on the game, uh, playing Michigan State in the first half, I think they're probably catching close to a touchdown. Uh, but I think that's a really good play at the first half. Uh, it's one of those, if I happen to put some coin towards it, I wouldn't be ashamed losing that one because that means Penn State's off to a good start. And uh, it would be a pretty fitting post-game tailgate if they were to win. And it would be pretty exciting to see. So um, you might be flying solo on the show from here on out, depending what happens. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota at number seven, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm all over Wisconsin. I don't like either of these teams. I think they're both pretty uh, pretty uh, bleak as far as the Big Ten goes. But uh, I'm not a Wisconsin fan, but they're they're the clear best in the other side of the division. So I'm taking Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't I don't think this one's going to be very close. I like Wisconsin to win. Number fifteen, Auburn at number one, Alabama. Um, before I give a prediction on this one, Jim, I got to ask you another question. I've been rambling on a little bit, but this is something I put on my uh, notepad to ask you here. Okay. Um, is 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 this a down year for college football? Um, to me, I look at this and I say Alabama is clear cut in a way the best team in college football this year. Um, with that being said, I look at past clear cut best teams, and I think that this Alabama team would get absolutely stomped by them. I don't think they have a true quarterback. And I don't think they're very deep like they were in past years. Don't get me wrong, they're a good team, but the way that they are uh, head and shoulders above everyone else makes me wonder, is this a down year for college football or what's going on? Because this this is not the same Alabama team that we have seen in past years when you've looked at a dominant football team. When you first posed the question, I almost interrupted you and said, like, no, you're nuts. But I, I when you explained it, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Um, in terms of like talent on the field level, uh, compared to other years, I, I kind of do agree with you. Um, in terms of it being a, a down year, the 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 way I was thinking it is, 
in terms of excitement and things like that, I think it's actually been a little bit more exciting. Now, um, you know, it, it's it's a little bothersome and annoying that you're still seeing uh, Alabama and Ohio State uh, as, as almost likely candidates, um, you know, to, to be in the playoff and, and maybe contend for a title. As it just seems to kind of be this lather, rinse, repeat cycle when it when it comes to those teams but um you know the I think the the competition has seemed more exciting because like you kind of pointed out that there isn't an overwhelmingly I mean Alabama is 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 the best team in the country let's not pretend they're not but yeah it's not to the level it is in, in other seasons and there's been a lot of changes from two through 25 throughout the the course of the entire year because of how volatile and and chaotic this season has been. I mean, I, I don't have a, I don't have it in front of me to compare it to, but go back to the top t- top 25 when this season started. Then look at week 2. Then look at week 3 and then look at now and see how different this thing has changed. Um so that that that's made it a more exciting product, but I I I kind of tend to side with you a little bit in terms of the uh, it, it being a down year in terms of how how do the best teams stack up against other seasons? I do agree. Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't going to mention the preseason rankings at all, but wasn't there a Notre Dame team that was ranked pretty highly? Uh, uh what's the next game we're talking about? Oh, we got to make predictions on this game. We got to make predictions on oh, this game. Sorry about that. But uh, one more Notre Dame insult. If this is a down year for college football, what's going on with Notre Dame? Because they're bad in a bad year. Oh, I I don't understand any of it. I really don't. Number 15, Auburn at uh, number one, Alabama. I am unfortunately taking out Alabama, but uh, I don't think Auburn is going to be able to pull the Cam Newton miracle. No, I don't think so either. I I think if it was in Auburn again, you you might have some of that hope. Uh, there, but but Alabama is going to win. Number fourteen, West Virginia at Iowa State. Uh, I'm taking West Virginia. Um, yeah, I'll go West Virginia. Number twelve, Utah at number ten, Colorado. Uh, Utah just got beat by Oregon last week. Uh, I'm going to predict that they take their second loss in a row, and Colorado wins. In the interest of chaos, Dave, and and kind of what we talked about earlier, I'm going to pick Utah and just watch this Pac-12 thing really get real fun. Well, I hope you're right because I like fun. Who doesn't? Um, South Carolina at number four, Clemson, uh, 24-point favorite Clemson. Uh, They get it done uh, in uh, Deshaun's last game at home probably. Yeah, I I think so too. They've had their stumble points. Uh, I think this one – at night, at home, <clears throat> at home, I think they, they're going to pick it up. So, all right, uh, Jim, it's time for an upset. Number nineteen, Tennessee, will lose to Vanderbilt in Vanderbilt. No, uh, I, give not, me my volunteers. Look, yeah, give me my no, volunteers. You're wrong, I'm sir. still riding that checkered train, even though they're even though they're fans. I tell you what, this is kind of funny, and and. Uh, I have fun with people on Twitter. I love getting into discussions. I don't even know how I got roped into one uh, with a with a group of uh, volunteer fan, but I I piss off the Tennessee fan base at least twice a, twice a year, um, and uh, this past week was no different. 
so even though the, the, their fans don't like me, I'm picking them despite that. I saw something interesting that the last two games, which I think they've won both of them handily, they have been outgained by almost 200 total yards, which is just interesting wow. to say oh. the least. So I don't know what that means or anything, but I just have a feeling on uh, Vandy, so we're going to go with it. I got a lead, so why not get risky? Why not? Um, number 23, Florida State at number 17 – or number 23, Florida at number 17, Florida State. Florida State is at home. Um, I don't like either of these teams. So uh, Florida State's got great defense and – or Florida has the great. See, I got them all mixed up. Uh, Florida has the great <laughs> defense, and Florida State has uh, Dalvin Cook as the running back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that matchup and how that plays out. Um, I'm going to take Florida State just because they're at home, but this is one I have no preference on, and I could really care less. Uh, for the for the fun and sake of me trying to get back into this thing, I'm going to go chomp chop and say the Gators pick up the win. And last game, then, uh, probably the best game on the board, Big Jim. Hell yeah. Uh, we got Rice, and, Rice at number 24, Stanford. 35.5-point favorite, Stanford Cardinal. Uh, I think we're both taking the Cardinal. Yeah, how bad is Rice if Stanford is, what did you say, 23-point favorite? 35.5. And 35.5, yeah. How bad is Rice? Yeah, just just mark me up for the Cardinal there. You got it. So that wraps up the picks. We have seven games different. Uh, in the interest of time, I'm not going to blab one about them because I'll pick something else and then we'll end up with another 10-minute discussion on something. But uh, picks are in, and uh, welcome to the last week of the uh, full regular season. Unreal. It, 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 that has gone by way too quick. So, Dave, we're going to pause for just a second here. Uh, we got to cover some business on the NGSC Sports Radio side. And uh, and uh, literally, it is it is one quick ad, uh, and we are thankful for the sponsor that we have here on NGSC Sports Radio. So uh, hold on tight, and on the other side, we're going to get to the NFL. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. Again, you are listening to the Huddle Up podcast here on NGSC Sports Radio. Jim and Dave with you. We are uh, looking at week, uh, I guess, 13 of where well, we just covered week 13 of college football, the last full week of the uh, of the college football slate. And uh, we are recording this during Monday Night Football on November 21st, uh, just in the interest of time and, and schedule-wise to get something out this week. It is Thanksgiving week, and again, we hope you have a great and safe and uh, happy Thanksgiving this week as you do celebrate. Um, again, check out NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Visit the site. For all the shows, all the written content, and uh, there's bonus coverage on there, so you make make sure you check out everything on uh, on the home page. You can podcast our show directly uh, by searching "Huddle Up" with Jim and Dave on uh, Android or iTunes. You can follow the link on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/huddleuppodcast, and also all the shows on the NGSC Sports Radio Network uh, are on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app by searching NGSC, and you can uh, also check out our show each and every day at liebsports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B sports.com. So, Dave, uh, before we get into the uh, the, the pick'ems and, and, and all of that stuff, just uh, kind of want to 
round out here because I think there has been discussion um, uh, today, and 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 um, there there will be in the in the coming days about um, who who some of the best teams are. Um, you know, power rankings come out each and every week for for a couple weeks. The Cowboys uh, were on top of pretty much everybody's power rankings. Uh, Seattle's starting to bark in into that a little bit. Um, in your opinion, Dave, and then I'll give mine. Um, who do you think is the best team in each conference as we sit here tonight again, uh, about 10 30 PM on, on Monday, November the 21st, uh, as the, uh, as the Raiders and the Houston Texans, mind you, uh, are sitting at uh, a 10, 10 tie, uh, about five minutes gone in the third quarter. Um, who do you see as the best team right now in each conference in the NFL? Are you talking as far as playing right now, or are you talking if I had to make a Super Bowl pick right now? Right now playing, who do you who do you think is the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC? Well, um, AFC, I am going to go with New England. It's a bit of a homer pick, um, but I, I just – I think Brady is just on a giant FU mission to the entire NFL. I think Tommy Cheater is going to have this uh, Patriots team 14-2 and two at the end of the regular season. Um, whether you agree with it or not, I think, I think he's going to be in the uh, – I think he's going to be in the MVP camp discussion. Uh, so I think, I think you have to give the Patriots some credit on this. Uh, as far as the NFC, I know you're picking Dallas, so I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I Again, the Falcons normally have their dive at the end of the year, um, but I'm going to go with them and uh, see where they lead. I mean, they, the way that they've been able to dismantle some really good teams this year has given me a lot of hope on them. Um, Julio seems healthy so far. Matt Ryan's healthy. They picked up a uh, great uh, second option in Sanu from the Bengals. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see where they end up. Uh, I, I, our defense is a little skeptical potentially, but that offense is dynamite. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Falcons are playing some good ball right now, and they're uh, they're in a weaker division. They should have three more easy wins against division, so that should help with their record. So sure. uh, well, we'll turn it back over to you, and I'll go to sleep for five minutes while you uh, <laughs> have your fun with the Cowboys. Well, you 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 asked the question: it, it, Was I talking about? Um in terms of uh, the best team playing right now or the the Super Bowl prediction if you had to, if you had to say who would make the Super Bowl um today if you if you were making a Super Bowl prediction based on where we're sitting at in the middle or near the end of uh week 11 who would be your teams out of the AFC and NFC Ooh. um well, I know you're picking Dallas, so I automatically cannot take Dallas. Um, I, I think the one thing that, that is very key when you're looking at a Super Bowl is you have to try and factor out where the uh, where the rating where the teams are going to finish as far as home field advantage and everything like that. So I think we can pretty much agree that the uh, the AFC is going to go through New England. Uh, whether that's a huge home field advantage or not uh, can be debated for years. Um, but I think anyone that comes through New England, and I'm specifically looking at this Raiders team who's been a huge surprise out of the AFC uh, West, if they were to get in, how would a Oakland team deal with the cold January weather in New England? 
Uh, so I think New England would be the team that's coming out of the AFC. Um, as far as the NFC, um, I I can't sleep on this Seattle team. I know that that drives you insane, but uh, I, I can't sleep on them. Um, they're finally getting healthy or healthier might be a better term. Um, I'm not sure how Russell Wilson is. He's been a little uh, gimpy the past couple of games, or almost this whole season. But uh, they're getting a little healthy. And I think they're only one game behind the Cowboys. I could be wrong on that. It might be two. But, uh, well, it's game and a half because they tied that damn 6-6 six, six game. Um, but if they're able to squeeze out home field, that's something that uh, could be potentially huge. Um, I think Dallas is built to win in the playoffs without a doubt. Um, but I, I just don't know. I see the, the a- NFC a lot less clearly than you do the, the AFC. I think there's only um, – a couple of teams in the AFC, but I mean, if the Chiefs get healthy, the Chiefs even have potential. Um, granted, I think they have a big dummy as a quarterback in Alex Smith, but uh, with Andy Reid, you never know. So, uh, how's that for a non-answer pun at the moment? But you might get your favorite <laughs> uh, Super Bowl rematch there, Jimmy, and get to see your your favorite boy Pete Carroll against your favorite cheater Tommy. Holy crap! Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you talked about the, the, the dummy at quarterback, but I mean, the, the Ravens had a dummy at a quarterback and you know, they, they won a Super Bowl, So you never tell there. Uh, the, the, my look at this is, is Trent Dilfer. Well, well, you too. Cause I don't think, you know, Flacco's kind of a dummy as a quarterback too, but, um, two, two Super Bowl wins for the Ravens two dummy at quarterback. So, uh, you don't have to have the brightest guy there. You have to just have a good enough team. Um, my my look at this, I obviously, um, and I, I'm going to say the Cowboys are playing the best in the NFC. No surprise there. Um, I, I I do I do see them be, just because the, the you know the 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 control of the line of scrimmage, the way the offense is going, the defense is getting confident. Um, you know, you have Dan Bailey, who is you know, in my opinion, the best kicker in the league. If not, he's in the top three top two or three, um, I mean, no, uh, all around this team is built. Um, and, and I think has the, has the ability to go very deep. Uh, will they, I don't know. I'm taking this thing week to week just because I know how quickly it can turn. I mean, I, I was talking to, um, some of the guys I work with and it's like, look, it, it got a little scary there for a minute on Sunday. Dak Prescott, um, you know, got hit late. There, he's being looked at on the sidelines. Like, okay, I mean, we have Romo, but then you know the injury question with him comes up, and if he gets hurt, you go from Dak Prescott and the way this offense is running to butt fumble. So this thing can turn quick. I, I'm not, I'm not getting uh, the, any cr- crazy grand illusions about uh, what what's going to happen this year, and I'm not, uh, you know, booking my tickets to you know, the Dallas uh, Super Bowl parade or anything like that. That, that, that That's not happening. Uh, so Dallas, to me, is the best team in the NFC. If I were picking a Super Bowl, they're my pick out of the NFC. So Homer stuff aside. Can I jump in on this real quick, Jim? What's that? I, I, one thing I was talking to one of our buddies this weekend, um, I, I see this Dallas team, um, they are almost identical to my Panthers team last year. As, as silly and as weird of a comparison as that is, but they are almost identical to my Panthers teams. Um, they're vastly underrated by Las Vegas. Um, they're nine and nine and one against the spread, uh, absolutely killing Las Vegas, but every game that is close and they shouldn't win based on historical trends and everything along those lines, Baltimore and Pittsburgh were perfect examples. Um, they're not only winning, 
but they're covering the number, which is which is a huge feat. But uh, this is something. This is a team that uh, not only a lot of football um, experts per se, but uh, a lot of uh, Vegas has vastly underrated, and uh, it, it's gonna catch up with them at some point. Uh, it's just a matter of when. Uh, and for you know, for your sake, I wouldn't want anyone to go through watching their team losing the Super Bowl. That was absolutely no fun. But uh, it, it, it's definitely interesting to see this team compared. This, this team reminds me a lot of what Carolina did last year. So what you're saying is, uh, I, I should hope that they don't run into the best defense in football in the Super Bowl. I'm hoping that if they're going to lose for your sake, that it's before the Super Bowl because that was not fun. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to go through that. I, you know, obviously being Washington Capitals fans, we know what it's like to get exits from the playoffs. Being a Cowboys fan, I know what it's like to get an early exit from the playoffs. Um, I know what it felt like when Notre Dame lost to Alabama in the national title game, uh, and it wasn't. I mean, that game wasn't close. That that I knew. Um, somewhere about uh what seven minutes in that it was over um so it wasn't it wasn't a shock to my system but it was still stunning and it sucked ass um so yeah if if they're going to not win the super bowl don't you know just don't get to the super bowl if you're gonna get there for the love of god win it for me um so the cowboys are my team out of the nfc and it's not finally i'm at i'm at a spot where I don't think it's just my Homer favoritism talking. I think there's actually uh, could be somewhat of a legitimate chance. Anyhow, um, AFC, uh, I think right now New England is playing the best football in the AFC. They, they look like a team possessed. They look like a team on a mission. Um, so they, they are, to me, the best team in the AFC right now. However, uh, in terms of what team comes out of the AFC and goes to the Super Bowl, if I'm looking at it today, I, I think it's whatever team gets home field. If it's New England, then I think New England gets in. If the Raiders find a way to get home field, um, could you imagine the black hole, you, you go, you know, the a, the road to the Super Bowl going through the black hole? Um, I mean, th- th- this is a good football team. It really is. And the atmosphere there is crazy. And, you know, after the, the old tuck rule and all of that, if New England has to come in to the black hole to win, uh, I wouldn't want to be Belichick and company at that point because I, I think that would just be uh, – I think it would be quite a little bit of a scary environment to be in. Uh, if I had to make a pick, I'm going to say it's the Raiders. I uh, the, something, just, the, something just feels like they're going to be a team um, that, that, that's going to find a way to do it in the playoffs. So those are my – uh, teams that that uh, I could see playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you think about this uh, Baltimore Ravens team? Um, I know you guys just played them this past week. Um, I, I I would love for this game to have happened with the Ravens having Jimmy Smith as their corner cornerback healthy. Um, but if he's healthy, I think that this defense uh, is historically potentially good. And the second in the last third of the season, this defense could be historically good. That uh, they could pose a threat if they get in. Uh, I, again, it, it, it's to be seen if they have the offensive weapons, but 13 points a game might be good enough to propel this Ravens team potentially. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jim? No, I think I think the Cowboys, um, you know, they want to scratch off or something with this week with, with him not being in the lineup. 
uh, because, you know, they, they, they exposed it. I mean, you know, Des Bryant, he's been playing really great football uh, coming out of the bye um, when when a lot of the media tried to tried to throw that uh, Des is unhappy stuff out there. But, um, you know, the, the he's been playing great. They took advantage of the matchup this week. Uh, Des had a huge game on Sunday. Um, it's probably, you know, not, not the same game plan if, if Smith is in the lineup. Um, no, the Ravens have a, have a spectacular defense. They're number one against the run. The Cowboys, uh, you know, found a way to grind out. I mean, again, over a hundred yards, uh, in the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they have potential and they're in a, my only concern was them. They're in a, they're in a bad division. Um, so, so, you know, where's the, where's the high level of competition there? Uh, if you get in, are you going to be good enough to beat some of the better teams? I don't know. Um, but if we, if there's one thing we know, and I'm not taking a shot at you for last year, as hard as it is to believe, but we know defense generally carries the edge in the postseason. So um, definitely, and, and the thing that the, the thing that makes me smile thinking about it is, can you imagine a Baltimore team going to New England again with a top tier defense? And what happens out of that? Because you know both of our feelings on Tom Brady. Mine are probably a little bit stronger. But I, I think that is a very, very realistic potential that Baltimore is going to New England for a playoff matchup. Yeah, and it could get real interesting there. And, and you know, it, and you know, maybe a situation where New England has home field but stumbles against Baltimore. So, um yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch over the next couple of weeks, Dave. But uh, let's look at these. Uh, let's look at the standings here. Uh, I think that I think that's what that Ravens question was because you're, I think you're trying to avoid this. Um, if we go back to week number ten, I went seven and seven at that point, eighty two and sixty five overall through the tenth week of the NFL season. Uh, Dave, you went a, a, a pretty poor. Um, I think this is the worst of any week either of us have had. Yes, it is. Uh, you were four and ten. Which puts you at seventy-seven and seventy uh, overall. So you are five games back going into this week. The good news for you, Dave, is um, you didn't lose anything. The bad news for you, Dave, is you didn't gain anything. Uh, as going into tonight's game, uh, again, as we are recording this, you are hearing it on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. We're recording this during Monday Night Football. Um, you and I are both ten and three uh, overall. Uh, going into this game, and we both picked Oakland, so either going to be ten and four or eleven and three. So it's a, both have good weeks, um, but you are not gaining any ground uh, on me uh, this week with uh, the head-to-head pick. So just well, that, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there: eighteen in college and five behind in NFL. So net thirteen. I guess I can sleep tonight. I, I guess you can, Dave, and uh, that that's that's the thing. I give back, and as we're coming into this holiday season, I, I'm giving back um, to those less fortunate. So uh, we can rest ourselves uh, on that. So of course, this week is the is the Thanksgiving uh, the Thanksgiving slate. Three NFL games on Thursday, which makes the uh, the the Sunday slate uh, a little bit lighter to get through on the NFL Sunday ticket. So let's look at the first one. The uh, the Minnesota Vikings stumbling into Ford Field at Detroit. This one on CBS, and thank God, because that means the Cowboys are not on CBS, but we'll get to that. 12.30 p.m. Um, again, these are very early lines, folks. As Again, we're recording this on Monday. Obviously, for your Thursday nights, it's only a couple days 
uh, from game time, but we're a week out from Monday Night Football next week, so uh, there's going to be probably a lot of changes uh, over the course of the week, but uh, currently two-and-a-half-point favorite at home for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I am picking Detroit here. Minnesota found a way to win this past week, uh, but I think uh, th- their fun runs out at one. Uh, so I have Detroit winning and, and uh, getting their sole possession of first place in the NFC North. I did say that, folks. The Lions not only win on Thanksgiving, but win and get sole possession of first place in their division. Well, Big Jim, uh, one thing I don't know if I've told you or I've mentioned to our listeners, but my buddy was out in Vegas so probably about a month ago, and I put 20 bucks on the Lions to win the Super Bowl at 150-1. to 1. So I am uh, I'm hoping that you and I are taking a trip to Vegas to cash this ticket in February. Um, with that being said, uh, Minnesota's having a ton of injuries right now. Um, lost the locker room with Zimmer, potentially. Um, they, they scored two touchdowns, I believe, defensive special teams last weekend against Arizona. Um, speaking of which, this Arizona team is just very odd this year. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's another story. Uh, I, I don't know that Detroit is that great of a team. Um, I think one of the best things that happened to Matt Stafford is Calvin Johnson retiring. For the sheer fact that now Stafford is not obligated to go to anyone, he can look around and find the best option available. So I think that this is a uh, I think that this is a game that uh, if you see the two and a half out of there out there still grab them. Uh, I think that this one is going to be close, but Detroit will break it open in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I definitely like Detroit as well. All right, that takes us to 4.30 p.m. on Fox. Again, these games uh, tend to take a little bit longer because they have the halftime shows and uh, all of that stuff being on Thanksgiving. This one is on Fox. The Washington Redskins, who are surprising a lot of people. I mean, uh, the the, the Packers are falling apart, but the Redskins just dismantled the Green Bay Packers last night on Sunday Night Football. Um, I think a very surprising Washington Redskins team. Um, they come in currently as a seven-point underdog to the home Dallas Cowboys, who have won nine in a row. Again, 4.30 p.m. on Fox. I'm taking the Cowboys, uh, but I'm very worried about this game. Uh, this this one um, you know, is, is going to be a fun one to watch. Two rivals going at it. There's a lot at stake here. Uh, if the Redskins can knock off the Cowboys, that would be the Cowboys' second division loss of the year, uh, second loss of the year. So um, the Redskins and, and you know, the, the Giants, if the Redskins can knock them off, can very much uh, stay alive in the division title picture. Uh, if Dallas can win this one, um, they really start to pull away from Philadelphia. They really start even to pull away from Washington. So a, a huge, huge game in the NFC East. Uh, which it, which is arguably the best division in football this year, but uh, I have Dallas winning, but I, it, it's I'm nervous about it. I will admit that. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas as well. Um, I think that as much as you complain about Mister uh, Roger, I believe that he did the Cowboys a favor with the scheduling this week, giving uh, Washington a Sunday night game, and then they have to come off of the short week and travel to Dallas for this game. So they really have um, a day and a half of prep until they have to travel on Wednesday and come down, travel on Tuesday, come down. Um, 
I I think that if this were a Sunday game, this would be a potential tricky spot. Given the travel issues on this, I think uh, I think Dallas will be fine and uh, get the win. As much as that pains me to say. All right, and then uh, Thursday night you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this one, eight thirty p.m. on NBC, traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. Pittsburgh, a uh, three-point favorite. Uh, I like the Steelers to win. The Colts found a way to win this past week. But again, I don't think this team is very good. Uh, very unfortunate for Andrew Luck because he is a, a super talent. He really is. But uh, this team is a nightmare. Uh, I have the Steelers winning and, and continuing to fight in their division. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, Jim. Uh, I did see right before we went on the air – um, again, this is rumor at this point, but I saw that Andrew Luck was not playing this week um, due to a concussion. Okay. Uh, likely Scott Tolzien is going to be the backup. Uh, this line is going to absolutely soar. Um, I will bet you right now that when this game kicks off, this line is in the 10 range. Um, interestingly enough to me, um, I'm a numbers guy, as you know, a numbers geek, um, but Pittsburgh was – about eight, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at Cleveland last week. So if this game gets to 10, as I think it will, the odds makers in Vegas are saying that the Colts without Andrew Luck are a worse team than the Browns. Wow. Huh. I so mean, I'm taking the Steelers if I didn't make that official, but uh, I, I, I think this is going to be an interesting one to watch, and uh, I think the Steelers are just going to feast on the Colts. Yeah, I had I had put you down. I had put you down uh, for the Steelers. So let's move to Sunday. Um, it starts one o'clock games. The New York Giants are at those Cleveland Browns that we were just talking about uh, on Fox at one o'clock. The Giants a seven point road favorite. Um, the, the The question all year is going to be: Will Cleveland get a win? Uh, the answer for this week is no. I have the Giants winning. I agree. This is a uh, this is a sneaky Giants team at this point. Um, it, it it almost feels like one of these years where they went where they past years they beat New England in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That this is just a a Giants team that gets no love, but they're sitting there at what six and three at this point, seven and three. I don't even know what the record is, but I think they're I think they're, uh, they're, they're I think they're there. seven and three because I think they're two games behind the Cowboys with a win over the Cowboys. There was a, uh, they're sitting there with that great record, though, and they're getting no credit. So this is a uh, this is an interesting game to say the least. But uh, I, I feel like this Giants team's record's better than what the team is. But this team also just finds ways to win games. It seems like I mean they should have lost to the Bears this past week, but they won. So uh, that, that's worth something as well. Um, but I'm taking the Giants this one over the over the Browns. All right, uh, one o'clock Sunday on Fox. The San Francisco 49ers come. Uh, across the country to the Miami Dolphins. Miami is seven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, the 49ers, not very good. The the Dolphins flip a coin. You don't know what you're going to get week to week. They're, they're starting to gain some confidence, though. Picked up a win. Um, you know, come from behind win against the Rams last week. Typically, teams going west to east don't do well at one o'clock. I think that's going to hold true in this one. I have the Dolphins picking up the win. I have the Dolphins as well. Uh, San Francisco has shown some great fights the past two weeks. Um, almost taking Arizona to overtime and then uh, playing New England pretty tough last week. But uh, I think that those last two games have influenced the spread in this one a little bit. 
Um, I think the spread's going to go up a little prior to game time, but uh, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see San Francisco keep this one close based on the last couple of uh, weeks. But again, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Dolphins win this one by 30. So I don't really know what to expect in this one, but I think the Dolphins survive. All right, then we have the Los Angeles Rams uh, at New Orleans, one o'clock on Fox, a seven-point favorite for New Orleans at home. Uh, the Rams, of course, with uh, their first round pick, uh, first overall pick, Jared Goff now uh, at quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they they had the lead for a while there, kind of fell apart, lost to the Dolphins uh, in the latter part of the game. Uh, I like New Orleans at home. If this was in Los Angeles, I'd really have to kind of think about it. But New Orleans is a team uh, that, that plays good at home, and I, I think they get the job done. Uh, maybe close, but they get the job done here. This is an interesting one. Uh, again, two, I, I feel like with all these teams at seven-point range, that one of these seven-pointers has to lose, and it's just a matter of which one. Um, it might be this one. I I just don't know. Um, I don't know that I can pick against Drew Brees at home and coming off a bye, I believe. Uh, I th- or did the, I don't know if they played last week or not. I, I can't remember, but... Uh, I, they, I, I just don't know. Who did they play? I'm looking at the, oh, uh, they were last Thursday against, uh, the Panthers. So it's, it's almost oh, like a buy. <laughs> Close enough. It's like playing a college team anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll the dice on this and try and pick up a game on you. I'm going to take Los Angeles. All right. So that is our first game that we disagree on so far on the list. So uh, let's continue here. Tennessee at Chicago. Uh, This one is, uh, of course, still at 1 o'clock on CBS, if I can find it here. Yes, uh, Tennessee, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I think this one is going to move. I don't know about you, Dave, but uh, a lot of reports about Jay Cutler. Uh, There's talk that he may be out for the rest of the year with a shoulder injury. Um, basically all but confirmed out for this week, regardless of his status for the remainder of the year. Um, I think that's that's a you know a crippling blow uh, to any chances that the, that the Bears had. Tennessee's a team that is that is improving. Um, I like this team, and I think Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, go into Soldier Field and get the win. It's an interesting pick. Um, Tennessee just lost to the Indianapolis Colts. So I don't know how I feel about the Tennessee team. I mean, I feel like they are either great or they're terrible, but they're a little in between. But I agree with you that the the Bears are just injury riddled. Um, Jeffrey's out. Cutler's likely out. Uh, they're on a backup running back. I don't know how we can pick them, but at the same time, I feel like with all this news, the line should be higher than it is. This is setting up for a little trappy here. So I don't know what the, this is one of those games that I'm not going to waste a second of my time watching on Sunday because no one cares about it. <laughs> um, but I'm going to roll the dice and somehow take the Bears here, and they're probably going to lose by 20, so you can laugh at me next week. But I'm going to go with the Bears. All right, Jacksonville at Buffalo, Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS. Um, again, uh, here we go. Uh, Buffalo, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Jacksonville, yes, uh, I'll take the – Weekly reminder that I picked them to win their division. Uh, that was a stupid, stupid, stupid decision by me to take them to win that division. Uh, they are seven and a half point uh, underdog on the road at Buffalo. 
Buffalo is going to win by, I think, probably twice that much. Jacksonville sucks. Buffalo wins. Moving on. <laughs> this Jacksonville team has to be one of the most frustrating teams to watch as an NFL fan. Two weeks in a row, they should have won their game. They superiorly outgained the other team, but they couldn't win. I don't remember who they played last week, but they dominated the stats and just lost. Detroit, it was. Um, Detroit scored a return touchdown, and I think an interception touchdown. I might be wrong about that, but uh, the week before, they absolutely dominated the stats at uh, Kansas City and lost. They had, uh, I think they had four and a half times as many yards as Kansas City and could not win the game. So, uh, very, very frustrating team to watch, but I'm taking Buffalo. All right, then Arizona at Atlanta. Atlanta, a four-point favorite at home. Uh, this one is on Fox at 1 o'clock. Uh, I, think, I think this number should be bigger. I think Atlanta, I kind of agree with you, is playing extremely well. Um, you always have to look out for that late-season collapse. I don't think it happens this week, though. Um, I think they get the win here, and I think it, uh, I think it should be higher than four points. Well, just because of those statements, Jim, I'm taking Arizona. If if you think the numbers should be higher, it probably means odds makers know something that we don't. So, uh, on that sheer fact, I'm just going to take Arizona and uh, pick up the game on you. All right, we uh, we will see. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, a four and a half point favorite at home. Uh, this one, one o'clock on CBS. You know, again, we you know we we just kind of talked about it with the Ravens defense, and I think this Bengals team is just not very good. Um, you know, Andy Dalton and company, uh, especially with the news that AJ Green likely out for this week. Um, I think that if I if I read it correctly, they they don't believe he's going to be out for the remainder of the season, uh, but he will definitely be out this week. So you know, you you take you know the, the you know one of the top five receivers in the NFL. Uh, away from Andy Dalton and company, Giovanni Bernard tore his ACL. So this Bengals team that wasn't very good to begin with is limping into this one, literally and figuratively. Uh, I like Baltimore to win at home. I agree with you on that. Uh, I think this Baltimore defense is going to be way too much for Andy Dalton to handle without two of his biggest weapons. So uh, I'm, I'm on board with Baltimore in this one. All right, San Diego at Houston. Currently, um, this one seems to be kind of just a pick um, uh, yeah, again, Houston playing tonight, um, in Mexico city. So, um, you know, they, they are, they are closer to, uh, Houston. I think than, than Oakland is, uh, it, it's uh, these, these, uh, international series games. I still don't know how I totally feel about them, but, um, you know, San Diego, they, they, they are a talented team. Uh, you know, Phillip rivers, has just seemed to be finding ways to lose games in the fourth quarter. I think that trend continues uh, with a Houston defense that is gaining confidence even without J.J. Uh, Watt. So I like uh, I like Houston to pick up the win. Wow, picking a team that somebody predicted to win a division at the beginning of the year. Oh, eat me. <laughs> uh, I'm picking San Diego just going against you. I think Houston's going to be tired. Uh not only from their, their trip to Mexico, but all the tacos that they consumed and all the uh, margaritas that they had while down there. So uh, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Philip Rivers and uh, the free tequila hangover 
uh, will continue for one week. But the best thing for a subpar NFL quarterback is playing at home. So um, this is something that can help Brock Os- Osweiler out. All right. Because he is subpar. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, that ends the 1 o'clock games. This one is the lone 405 game. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, currently, the Seahawks are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, they're, they're playing like one of the best teams, and it, and it does. It literally uh, pains me to say that, but Seattle is playing some pretty damn good football right now. Um, C.J. Procise, the running back that had kind of taken the team by storm, he is out, feared out for the remainder of the season with a shoulder injury. So uh, Thomas Rawls falls falls back into that uh, starting spot, but uh, we'll see what they can do. I have them winning this game, though. I think uh, they are better than uh, than Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think that's uh, an accurate assessment. Tampa Bay is still pretty banged up, so I don't think there's uh, they're they're going to be hit out pretty hard by this Seahawks team. I don't think there's going to be much that they're able to do. Um, but what do I know? But uh, they're from the NFC South, so it's always a, a pretty solid pick to go against them this year. So I'm taking Seattle. All right, 4.25 p.m. on NBC. Is that right? That can't be right. Oh, okay, no, I guess that this is going to be the night game. I just uh, I just saw it. I pulled it, and my sheet wasn't updated. So this one is going to be the night game, Kansas City at Denver. So we'll get we'll actually get back. I'll do it now. What the hell? Um Kansas City at Denver. Denver, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the night game on NBC. Um, I like Denver to win at home. Um, they're coming off the bye week. Uh, that, that that spells all sorts of good things, I think, for the Denver Broncos, especially with such a, with the defense they have. They'll be able to get at uh, Alex Smith or Nick Foles or whatever quarterback Andy Reid throws out there. Uh, I... I... I liked your Denver pick until uh, Kansas City lost this past week. So I'm going to go with Kansas City to rebound from their loss. Uh, surely a gut feeling on this. But uh, I, I think the Walrus has some tricks up his sleeve. But this is going to be an ugly game to watch on Sunday night. Your first one to 13 might win this one. Yeah, that isn't that's is entirely possible. Um, so that is another one that we differ on. Then you got... Your Carolina Panthers going to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Raiders four-point favorite at home right now. Um, I, I have Oakland to win here. Uh, I think they're they're just they're playing better football. Um, obviously, Carolina banged up. It's been a rough year for them. I won't kick you too much. They suck. Uh, so I have Oakland winning. This is uh, this is one that there's no doubt in my mind that er- er- Oakland should win this game. Uh, the one thing that's interesting, though, is you always have the theory when a key player gets hurt, the next game all the guys really step up. Um, is this something that Carolina will do against Oakland, who's on a short week, um, and are going to have the taco and tequila hangover as the, uh, the Houston Texans are? Um, is this something that they uh, they will be able to pick up and exploit this Oakland team? Um, I don't think they're going to be able to, but it's interesting to think about and talk about. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I think Carolina is going to be thoroughly overmatched in this one, uh, and I would not be surprised if they lose by double digits or more. But uh, we'll see. I'm taking, uh, hmm, I guess, the Oakland Raiders. 
All right, then we have uh, 4.25 p.m. on CBS, the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Uh, New England, an eight-point favorite. I don't think it's going to be that close. Not not much else to say. New England wins and wins easy. I agree. All right, so that one was simple, and let's look at uh, Monday night, the Green Bay Packers. Dear Lord, that team is falling apart, traveling to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles currently three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. This is a team that uh, is not what it was earlier in the season. So uh, this matchup early in the season, you know, after about weeks two and three and maybe even, maybe even four, um, you know, looked like it had a pretty good shine to it. Now it's a little bit tarnished, if you ask me. Uh, but Green Bay, God only knows uh, what's going on with that team uh, for that, I'm going to take the Eagles with the home field advantage. Um, until the Packers can prove to me that they figured it out, uh, I'm not. I don't think I can pick them again unless they're playing somebody uh, as piss poor as uh, Carolina. I mean Cleveland. Oh, we got a wise guy. <laughs> I had to. I, I you know, it's for some of those Notre Dame cracks. I just had to get one back at you. Yeah, you know, you're still down about a hundred on that for the year. <laughs> Um, I'm taking Green Bay on this one. Uh, I think Green Bay comes into Philadelphia and they've listened to it in the media. Uh, they're going to have listened to it all week during the games, Thursday night, Saturday or Sunday, and all the coverage on the networks on what's wrong with this Green Bay team. Um, I think they're going to come out and they're going to prove an absolute point here that this team's not done yet. Uh, I'm not stolen this Philly team. They have been playing absolutely outstanding at home. So if they play anywhere near that regards, uh, Green Bay is going to have trouble moving the ball on their defense. But uh, I think that this is just something – this is just a, a buy low, sell high type situation where I think the uh, the Packers are going to come through somehow. And it's a, uh, it's a Monday night game, so kind of like what we're seeing right now, that uh, no one gave the Texans any chance. And here they are in the fourth quarter winning the game. Yes. Oh, All right, very good. There is uh there is six games we differ on. LA, uh New Orleans, uh Tennessee and Chicago, Arizona, Atlanta, San Diego, Houston, Kansas City, Denver, and Green Bay. Philadelphia is what we differ on for week twelve. Dave, anything else to add before we uh put a bow on this thing and get ready for the turkey and the stuffing and all of that? No, I think uh, I think a good show again. Uh, a little interesting doing it on Monday, but uh, definitely good to be back and talk to some ball finally. Um, just want to you know wish all our uh, listeners and followers a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, just want one thing we always say is uh, make sure you enjoy the time with uh, whoever you spend it with. Uh, it's a holiday for a reason, so if you're spending it with family friends, uh, make sure you enjoy it. Uh, spend the time wisely. Be safe. Uh, whole nine yards. Um, but uh, we do have some great football games on tap this weekend, both at the college and the uh, the, the professional level. Uh, it'll be excellent being in state college for myself personally, uh, watching Penn State win the the uh, the division there. Bullshit. That, uh, <coughs> Bullshit. Jim, you're so excited <coughs> to see. Um, I, I can't Sorry. wait till you're hosting a uh, college football playoff game and Penn State's involved because we are coming to your house for that. Oh, God. I think I'm away that weekend. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm away. <laughs> well, that'll, be, that'll be an even bigger bonus if, we're, if you're hosting a party at your house and you're not there <laughs> with me there. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll have to, I'm going to have to cancel my plans. That's for sure. I'm just rethinking that one. Dave, make sure you let people know where they can be following you 
uh, on Twitter, and then uh, then we're going to close this thing out. Definitely, uh, my my Twitter hand Twitter handle easy for uh, you to is say at D, is uh, at D Gerhart zero two four. It's uh, D G E R H A R T. Um, definitely uh, always up for talking some sports, and uh, everyone uh, have a safe and uh, pleasant Thanksgiving weekend. All right, you too, Dave. Uh, obviously, we have our fun here, but uh, buddy, have a good holiday, and uh, and we'll talk to you live next week. Same to you, big guy. All right, so Dave's out of here, and uh, we're going to close this thing out again. Just a uh, little bit of a different feel here, recording the show, recording it on a Monday. But uh, we wanted to make sure we got something out um, because we were gone the last uh, the last two weeks, and we appreciate you uh, hanging on with us and, and uh, sticking by us um, throughout the uh, craziness that's been this season. So, again, uh, we hope you have a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday, folks. Reminder about our home network, NGSC Sports and NGSC Sports Radio. Go to NGSCSports.com. Check out everything on there. There's a bunch of great articles from the team. Uh, also, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can check all the shows in the NGSC Sports Radio family. You can stream this show daily, uh, the Huddle Up podcast at LeebSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Also, you can podcast our show and subscribe to us, whether you're on iTunes or Android, by searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave or follow the link at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. You can follow me all the time on Twitter at Big Jim Sports. I tweet as much as I can each and every day about sports, about life, and whatever the hell else I feel like it. So again, folks, have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Enjoy the time with family. And until we talk to you next week live Wednesday night, um, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NGSCSports.com. Like we always say, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. Go for the win.